to Over Here. My name is Nick Pinzer, and today I will not be the host of Over Here. I will be turning this over to a, a great DJ in California named Abe Pearlstein, and he has a show called Tuesday Lunch, and he's talking with one of our artists this week. He's talking to the amazing Lucas Pino. Lucas had an album that came out in 2018 in October that's called That's a Computer, and it was a real great pleasure to both play the music and be able to share it. So I'm really happy to share some of the music and a little bit of Lucas talking about this with Abe. So without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Abe. It's Tuesday lunch.
We're listening to brand new music, uh, fairly brand new music by Lucas Pino's No Net. No Net. <laughs> Lucas, how are you today? I'm doing really well. I'm glad to uh, finally touch base with you. Yeah, it's been a while, but you know, thanks to uh, thanks to uh, uh, Milva McDonald at Braithwaite and Cats. Oh and, yeah. Uh, thank you, Milva, for for putting us together. Uh, that's right. Uh, and you've got this new record. You're calling in from New York, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, oh, Nick Finzer did the layout on your on your CD cover. That's nice. I do a lot yeah, with with, with Nick and Outside in Music. And uh, so on this record, you've got yourself, Lucas Pino, a tenor sax and bass clarinet, but not necessarily at the same time. No, no, no overdubs. Although that could be interesting, you know. I mean, if hey, if. Ross and Roland Kirk could do it with three saxophones. Why not a tenor sax and a bass clarinet? Yeah, that's right. I'm going to have to start practicing. There you go. <laughs> and let's see. And, and I'm going to mention, and hopefully I'll get the pronunciations right, Alex Lohr on alto sax, uh, Matt Jadrell on trumpet, Nick Finzer is on this album as well on trombone, Andrew Gutoskas. Is that right? Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Baritone sax. Uh, Rafael Sarnecki, who was my guest just uh, two or three weeks ago on guitar. Uh, Glenn Zaleski, who's been my guest as well on piano. Desmond White, bass. Jimmy McBride, who's been on, I don't know, so many records that I have on the show on drums. That's right. And, uh, and you've got Camila Meza on voice. And, uh, wow, what a great lineup. Oh, thank you, man. I'm, I'm just so proud to be associated with those cats. Well, I tell you, the New York scene... The New York scene is just, uh, it's just explosive. You've got so much going on there in terms of recording, live performance. Uh, it, it really is the epicenter of jazz in North America, although I know there's people in Canada that would argue with me on that. Uh, the Toronto, <laughs> Tor Toronto scene is great. The Boston scene is great. It's even really happening in Hartford, although to a lesser extent. And then you've got the L.A. and San Francisco and, you know, Chicago and lots of other places. But New York really seems to be the, the, the real big epicenter. Would you agree? Certainly in terms of uh, quantity of musicians. Yeah, I don't know if there's any, anywhere else on, on earth where there's this quantity or density of jazz musicians. Right. But um, the Internet has really broken a lot of convention in terms of uh, how we all work with with each other across the globe, you know. So, and you're you're also playing a lot live, correct? You're doing a lot of yeah. live gigs. That's what's right. I'm what's your next? What's your next one coming up? Actually, you know what? I'm flying to San Francisco the day after tomorrow, and I'm going to play a couple private shows out there. And I can't remember the name of the the public show that we're playing out there. Gosh, I guess I'm a I'm a bad uh, guest already. That I don't no, even know. No, that's okay. You can figure it out when you, when you when you get a chance in the in the break. You can let yeah. me know. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, and uh, so this is a that's a computer. Where where'd you get where'd the title come from? That's a computer was a phrase that uh, a professor. Well, he wasn't my specific professor at Juilliard. I'd say a Juilliard professor actually said that as a. Um, a means of dismissal of a great uh, tenor saxophonist out here on the scene, Mark Turner. You know, somebody was saying, you know, to to their teacher, "I love Mark Turner," and he said, "That's a computer." Why did Why did he say uh, that? I, I think he said it because he, 
you know, as a means of saying that it doesn't have any soul or or any, uh, you know, character. Or well, the, fa- like the fact that, that he said it was dismissive. The fact that it was dismissive and he said that's versus he's, <laughs> that's even more yeah. dismissive. <laughs> that's true, too. I never really thought about that. But you're right. It's, I mean, it's, it's the whole, the whole uh, phrase is just was so interesting to me. And uh, I don't know. We, you know, us students, when that kind of stuff gets around, we find that very amusing. And you're, you're also a teacher as well, right? You know, I don't consider myself a teacher, per se. I, I did teach lessons and things like that. You know what I do is I, I consider myself more of a mentor at this point. Some uh, real great young tenor players will come over to the house and we'll have an afternoon or something like that, but I don't consider myself a teacher, no. Right. Well, uh, that's that's got to count for something. I mean, uh, <laughs> ment- I, I, I've had... Um, I've actually mentored uh, photographers, and and uh, and I've been mentored as a photographer to other photographers, and and as a musician. And uh, mentors can't be under uh, they, they can't be uh, valued enough because I think uh, it's it's one thing to go to a school, but it's another thing to actually have a working person that can uh, help you get to where you want to go. And uh, one of those great mentors in this area was. Uh, Red Holloway. Remember Red Holloway, the saxophonist? Oh, sure. And uh, he, he was responsible for mentoring so many people. He lived here in Cambria and uh, he, he came up here to retire, but he never ended up really retiring. He just kept working and playing. And he's passed away about three, three four years ago now. But uh, there is actually an active jazz community here. A, a lot of the uh, people that are playing here often go to other places to play, and a lot of them come here to retire. Charlie Shoemake uh, is one of those people. He lives up in Cambria. He's a, one of the greatest oh, sure. living uh, vibraphonists. He's 80 years old, but you'd never know that by seeing him play. He plays quite often in this area. The music keeps us young, right? I think so. I think music uh, really helps keep people young. And uh, So now you're, you're fairly young yourself. You're only in your 20s, right? I'm 31. Well, that's pretty I'm close. Proud. Yeah, I'm breaking the lid off. The secret's out. <laughs> <laughs> And, and do you have kids yet? Are you married? No kids. My wife is the famous jazz tenor saxophonist Roxy Koss. And oh, yeah. So we don't have any kids yet. <laughs> and are, are you, do you play together? We have. We, we played at the Ballard Jazz Festival in Seattle a few years ago together. And uh, we, we crossed paths in big bands and things like that. I think I played on her last record. I played a little bass clarinet. I was featured on one track. A little bass clarinet? Is there such a thing as a little bass clarinet? You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, there are. You know what? Low, it, actually, I've heard there's a. I've heard there's. You know, I've heard. I've heard a bunch of bass clarinet, but I hear there's also a. Uh, it's even lower than the bass clarinet, and I don't know what they call this instrument. Right. What, what is it called? Contrabass clarinet. Contra bass, that's what it is. Yeah. And I've it's seen contra alto and contra bass clarinet. I've seen people very low. play this thing, and it's like it needs to be on a stand. It's huge, and and I don't yeah. I don't understand. And it, it just has the frequencies are so low. You can it sort of has a compression wave that you feel when someone's playing it in the room. That's right. When you when you're near those low frequency instruments, you know it's a whole different dimension than hearing it on record. And I I think that everybody needs to know and check out scott robinson for anything that has to do with i mean any instrument he plays is great you know he's famous because of uh maria schneider jazz orchestra he holds down the baritone saxophone chair but also all the doubles including contra bass clarinet 
and he's just remarkable. I, I've got um, a request. Um, I don't know which track you're playing bass clarinet on the record. Can you can you steer me to a track? Yeah, that track is Frustrations, and I think yeah, that's it's number five. Number five. Yeah, awesome. Well, well let's give it a spin. This is uh, Lucas Pino's No Net no net no net no net yeah no net no net (laughs) (laughs) and this is frustrations here on the rock it's tuesday lunch
that's an amazing track. And uh, that's Lucas Pino's No Net, No Net. Yeah. And uh, that's uh, Frustrations. It's an original that you wrote. And uh, I love the vocal on that. I like, I'm, I'm a big fan of vocal textures that have no lyrics. And that was uh, Me too. Camila Meza. And you said she's coming out with her own record. I'm hoping you'll uh, send her my way. I'd love to feature I'm, her. I'll definitely connect you too. She's incredible. And, isn't you know, she, it's a real art what she does there. Isn't, you know, she, isn't the, she on Rafael's album as well? You know what? She's not on Rafal's record. Bogna um, Kaczynska, a Polish singer, is on Rafal's record. Well, I, I just heard, I'm, I'm familiar with her name, and I just featured something about a month ago with her singing on it. I can't remember who it was. I know she works with a ton of groups here in New York. Well, uh, the things that else. pops to my head, maybe Ryan Keberly and Catharsis, she's been on a lot of those records lately, and but I mean, she's she's incredible. We met back in school, at the at the new school, almost ten, twelve years ago. And even then, when she first came, uh, she, you know, was a standout talent, knockout. And I I had been hoping to work with her, in some capacity, uh, ever since meeting her. So it's just a, it it blows my mind still to be able to work with uh, people like Camila, and uh, make this type of music. On her album, is she going to be singing lyrics? Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, send it my it's, way. It's like a jazz band augmented with some strings and some and some woodwinds. It's great writing. Oh, that uh, sounds great. Yeah, you, you're going to flip out when you hear that. So you're on the uh, Outside of Music label, which is Nick Finzer's label. And, uh, That's th right. Thank you, Nick. I think... Uh, I think uh, I have featured a bunch of outside of music stuff. It's just amazing how many great artists he's got on that label. Yeah, he's incredible. He's the hardest working man in show business as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, he's not only recording and producing and running a label, he's also teaching. He spends his time between New York and Dallas going back and forth. At, I mean, I don't know. He must have a – maybe he's got – maybe he's cloned himself, and maybe there actually are two or three of him. <laughs> and that's what – the first man who cloned himself would actually use it to uh, win at jazz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or maybe have a whole uh, win section so that you know it's like instead of just instead of just playing one instrument, you could you know all of you could play you know uh, different That's lines. Right. That would be really good. Well, I want right, to. This dude. is a Rafael Sarnecki song. This next composition and Rafael, I featured a couple two three weeks ago. Uh, it's called Sueno de Garros. What does that uh, What does that mean? That means uh, cats dream what the cat is dreaming. Yeah, and and yeah. Uh, and uh, is he, I guess I mean, I'm assuming he's still in Poland. He was in Poland when we spoke. Yeah, I think I think he must be in Poland. I, he'll he'll come back out here to play with the No Net Non Net in February. Uh, we'll be back at Smalls February 25th, and uh, we'll see him then. How long but, has Smalls uh, been around? It's been around since the 50s, right? Well, there was a Smalls Paradise here That's in Harlem, actually, where I'm calling you from. But uh, Smalls, as you know it, and you and I know it, uh, has been around since uh, the late 90s. I think I think that they closed for just a, a moment after the terrorist attack, after 9-11, and they reopened. And they've been open since. And yeah, because I remember there was, a, there was a record recorded by, I think it was Dizzy Gillespie, recorded back in oh, the yeah. 50s at Smalls. It's, it's, it's not a very... Easy record to find. A friend of mine named Mike Burke has this, and and uh, I was supposed to go over to his house and listen to it, 
but uh, I just, you know, I really admire the fact that you have uh, dedicated, a series of dedicated clubs in New York that you can rely upon for seeing quality jazz. Yeah, it's super important. You know, I think, uh, especially especially the Smalls and Mesro, I think uh, in a lot of ways, you know, that's um, the torch bearer for creative music and the evolution of jazz today, if I might be so bold as to say that. You can be as bold as you like. <laughs> Thank you. And, and, and so what do you, what's, you know, beyond music, which is, I'm assuming, dominates your life, but beyond music, what are your other interests? Do you, do you go out and see films? Do you, well, do you, are, are you an amateur chef? Do you do, you, do, you do needlepoint? Wayne Shorter said, music is just one drop in the ocean of life. And I have to say, I'm with him on that. And, um, you know, I, I love all kinds of things, but uh, particularly I, I love reading. I love reading, and I like uh, reading history. So, what, I, what's, on your, what's on your reading list right now? Oh, gosh, don't out me right now. <laughs> if oh. I have to... Just one, to say, one book, uh, one book. Yeah, that, yeah uh, I'm reading that Frank Sinatra, the Kaplan Sinatra book. Uh, Is this a new book? Oh, no, it's probably like five years old now. Well, it's fairly new, but uh, so it's, is, it, is, it a, is it a biography? Yeah, it's a biography, and he's done a couple now. So I'm, I'm trying to burn through this one and get, to, get on to the next one. It's pretty, it's pretty incredible. This, I mean, every, everybody and anybody knows Sinatra. But, uh, Does it start when, from his early years when he was... Uh, exa- you know, exactly, with yeah. Dorsey and, and uh, being an amateur and, and the whole thing. He was a real skinny guy back then. He was like yeah. super, super skinny in the early '40s, and uh, I mean, you look at him then, and then you look at a picture of him in the '80s or '90s. You can't believe it's the same person. No, yeah, you couldn't. But I, you know, I'm, what what does success do to a man? <laughs> well, also, I mean, you know, he's he's uh, when you get older, you tend to fill out. But he was, I mean, he was like almost emaciated when he was young. But man, the girls went after him, the Bobby Soxers and. Well, this is the, what's the great part of this book is that they they would plant they would plant one or two people in the audience to <laughs> to rile everybody up. One or two girls would be paid to start screaming. Oh, Can you no, believe kidding. that? No, I didn't yeah. know that. And then everybody would follow suit, you know. But it was a plant. It was his manager's idea. I, ah, yeah, he's he's got such a great story. I think everybody should check it out. Oh, that sounds really good. Well, I want to play another cut here. This is uh, Rafael Sarnecki's uh, composition, Sueno de Gadas. This is Lucas Pino's No Net, Nonet here on Tuesday Lunch with Abe on The Rock.
Very nice. Very nice, Lucas. Uh, thank you. Sueno de Gatos, uh, a Rafael Sarnicki composition featuring the uh, fine vocal work of Camila Meza and, yeah. uh, and Lucas Pino on, uh, let's see, you're playing tenor sax on that one, I, I assume. Yeah, a little tenor solo for y'all. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, and some really fine drumming by Jimmy McBride, who's been on, God, I think he's probably been on 20 albums that I've featured on this show from various artists. He really gets around. The guy works a lot. He's one of the hottest drummers on the scene, for sure. For sure. How old is he? Gosh, I mean, let me think about that. I, I met him when he was a freshman at Juilliard. I was a first-year graduate student, and he was 18, and that was in 2009. So what year is it now? He's, he must be 28, 27 or 28. Oh, he's still a pretty young guy. Wow. Yeah, he's, he's young. He's a baby. <laughs> so uh, where can they get this record? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's everywhere. It's on uh, iTunes and Apple Music and Spotify, all those normal places. And then I think that there's some traditional distribution happening, but you'd, you'd have to talk to my label guys for any of that information. And the name of the record is uh, <laughs> That's a Computer. It's Lucas Pino. Uh, Lucas Pino's No Net, No Net. And that's. Yeah. And No Net is a, uh, it's an eight, ten piece. What does that mean again? Oh, nine. Nine, nine. piece. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, you don't hear that very often. It's not a common phrase. No, not at all. And it's got seven cuts, uh, of which uh, this last one. Oh, wait a minute! I wanted to. We we're mentioning something about uh, what were we going to talk about? Now I forgot. We were talking. Oh, I think about, we were talking about Pablo Neruda's lyrics. On oh yeah, that yes, last. yes. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, the the, the tune Sueño de Gatos was originally written by Rafael Sarnecki, and it ended up becoming the title track of not his last record but the last last record and uh he was inspired by the poetry of uh the famous uh hispanic poet uh pablo neruda so that's a that's a that's a placement it's uh there you go pretty cool and you're coming out to san francisco to play is that it yeah i'm coming out to san francisco to play with uh david lepedo and um that's gonna we're gonna just gonna do a couple concerts this weekend i still don't know where we're going to play that's that's me and uh and where, 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 and can, gonna, where can people find out is there a website they can go to yeah lucaspino.com will have dates and uh that's spelled uh, l-u-c-a-s-p-i-n-o.com yeah that's right and even a better way to to keep up with everything that i'm doing is if you follow me on instagram on lucas roberto pino and uh you can follow me on twitter and facebook and those things how do, you, how do you have time for all that stuff? I, you know what? I've, I've limited myself to Facebook. I, you know, I, st I started an Instagram account, but I really don't do anything with it. And Twitter, forget it. I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry. I don't have enough time to spend my entire life twittering around. And, 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 and you know, life is a lot more interesting in reality than spending all of your time on, online. And although I do spend an amount of time doing that, but I guess it's a necessary evil for letting people know what you're doing. Uh, I would have to reluctantly agree with you. It is a necessary evil at this point. Maybe, maybe someday somebody will will do it for me. Maybe I can train my cat to do it for me or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, is it a jazz cat? <laughs> it is a jazz cat. That's yeah, she's good. a jazz cat. <laughs> well, this this last one is uh, a very unusual cut. It's very short, and uh, <laughs> I it's Baseball Simulator One Thousand. So, uh, tell us yeah. a story about this one. Well, when I first moved to New York City, I was living in a tiny apartment with uh, three other great 
musicians, and uh, we used to play a classic Nintendo game, Baseball Simulator 1000. And when you finish a match on Baseball Simulator 1000 on the, the NES system, it would play this theme that uh, you know that you're going to hear, and and this theme we all thought was pretty hip. The bridge had these changes that made us all, you know, we all went, would go woo when the bridge came around. So uh, I ended up writing it down uh, and orchestrating it for the Nanette one night, and uh, we've been playing it as a closer at our shows ever since. And you don't know the original composer because it's you know it's a game. Gosh, I, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I should know. I mean, I, I, you know, who you ask in New York about video game music is a great alto saxophonist, Patrick Bartley. So if anybody wants to know, send Patrick an email or. A, Facebook message. I'm sure he'll he'll be able to tell you who wrote it. I probably won't be doing that because I don't ever play video games. I have yeah, never ever played a video game. <laughs> I, you know what? Maybe I did just to see what I was like, but it was like, ah, I, you know, I came of age when we were playing pinball. Okay. Hey man, that's that's pretty close. And ski ball, ski ball was another thing, and bowling. I used to love bowling, but uh, boy, I'm no good at that. The third throw, it not only goes into the gutter, it goes into the gutter of the of the lane next to me. That's how hey, bad man. I am. So I'm not, I've, I've given up on bowling. I gave you one Wayne Shorter quote earlier, and now I'll give you another one. Wayne Please. Shorter says, all life is a work in progress, <laughs> including your ski ball game. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, thank you very much, Lucas Pino. Thank you. Thank uh, you so much for having me, man. It was a pleasure chatting with you. You're welcome. And thank you, uh, Milvin McDonald and Braithwaite and Katz and Nick Finzer at Outsider Music for making this segment happen uh best wishes to you in san francisco and uh hopefully you'll uh do a tour in california and we'll see you in person sometime yeah i would love that all right here's the lucas pinos no net uh, no net and uh, baseball simulator 1000 here on tuesday lunch thought you could make a whole recording out of a video game music that's very cool lucas pino lucas pino's no net nonet baseball simulator 1000 that's from his new album that's a computer
Big thanks to Abe Perlstein. Big thanks to Lucas Pino for letting us share this audio, this interview. And thank you to you for listening. Abe has been a great supporter of a lot of our artists, so I'm really glad to be able to also tell you about what his work and to share it with you here. So if you want to listen online, find Abe and follow him on Facebook. He's posting tons of stuff about all the interviews he's doing on Facebook for sure. I see it all the time. So he does artists of all different walks of life. So you'd want to check that out. But thanks for being here. This has been Over Here. We'll be back with more new artist interviews in just a few weeks. But for now, we're so glad that you've been here. And I hope you can go to Spotify and check out all the new artists that have been coming out over the last few weeks. Jordan Pate, a saxophonist from New York City. Gabriel Vakens, a guitarist from Puerto Rico, who is also putting out great music. A trombonist, Nick Grinder. And also Dave Meter, a pianist and also colleague of mine at the University of North Texas. He is... Uh, also a finalist for the American Pianist Association's uh, Cole Porter Fellowship. So good luck to Dave. I know he's involved with that most of this year. And he was also a semifinalist for the Monk Competition. So some really high-level stuff from our artists and uh, just happy to be sharing the music. So hope you can check those out. Thanks for being here. We'll be back with another episode in just a week.